<laughs> Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to a special Halloween mini-sode of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast, where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, your friendly neighborhood garbage can, your favorite little dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's mini-show, we're celebrating the spooky season by getting really fucking angry when we cover the 2022 finale to the Halloween series, Halloween Ends. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to the two unlucky bastards who I'm forced to watch this dumpster fire of a movie. Starting us off is the man who married me off to my beautiful wife, the person who decided that evil dead should be immortalized in my wedding ceremony, and one of my best friends, Bennett Thompson. I regret nothing. Uh, you're a lucky man, Cam, and that's all I'm going to say. It has nothing to do with my presence in your life, but most of it is my presence in your life. Fair point. Next up is the familiar voice everyone loves, the lady who brought us zombie strippers and was crowned Trasher Pass champion on inaugural episode, Liz, the mouth of the South McLean. That's me, and I will accept Venmo or PayPal. <laughs> well, I just paid for a honeymoon, so you'll accept nothing. <laughs> All right. Before we jump in, let's do a little quick house me love. If you rate or review the podcast on your podcast app of choice, don't forget you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or be banging guest host by emailing us at savechargecinema.gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at savechargecinema or on Instagram at savechargecinema as well. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we were joined by the award-winning writer and director Alex Austin to cover the 1982 feminist classic, The Slumber Party Massacre. We will be continuing to release mini-sodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. But before we do anything else, why don't we do a little overview of Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends. It's a 2022 slasher film that brought a brutal end to the woeful Halloween reboot series. The film was written by Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Danny McBride, and co-written slash directed by David Gordon Green. Now, Paul Brad Logan is best known as the writer behind one movie. Yes, only one movie. He only has one credit, and it is one movie called Manglehorn starring Al Pacino, and if the reviews online are anything, that movie is dog shit, which means a lot. The Chris Bernier is best known for producing a documentary about Dale Earnhardt's grandson for Hulu. A fucking NASCAR documentary. And then praise Danny... Dale, Dale. And then Danny McBride. Uh, who is the recurring hilarious man from the likes of the Righteous Gemstones, Pineapple Express, Eastbound and Down, and pres presumably smoking joints with Seth Rogen as we speak. He's just a fanboy, right? Is that... I don't know the connection. Do you? You're the Halloween absolutely. guru. I absolutely have no fucking idea how he's connected into this, but I'm glad that this fucking series is done with him. The director, David Gordon Green, is a comedy director. Shocking. Behind films such as Pineapple Express, Your Highness, Vice Principals, Mythic Quest, and also, guess what? He's the director behind the Halloween reboot trilogy. 
the amount of dick sucking going on <laughs> is making me literally sick. Now, the story goes as such. Four years after the events of Halloween Kills, Lori Strode is living with her granddaughter, Allison, and is finishing writing her memoir. Michael Myers hasn't been seen since. Lori, after allowing the specter of Michael to determine and drive her reality for decades, has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man, Corey Cunningham, is, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. Now, the film stars Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously from Halloween. She's been in a lot of other movies as well, but you're listening because you know who the fuck Jamie Lee Curtis is, so I won't insult your, your intelligence any further. It also stars Andy Matichak from the Halloween reboot series, a random movie just called Sun, and a bunch of TV shows, as well as Rohan Campbell. He plays Corey Cunningham, and he's fucking terrible, and he's fucking Canadian, and he was in a movie called Santa Baby 2 Christmas Maybe, starring Jenny McCarthy. So do with that information what you will. We're moving on. The film runs for an hour and 51 minutes too long, and somehow has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 41%, which is 40% higher than it should have been. Also, there's money paid for that those review scores that aren't fucking splatter signs, right? If you hate yourself, you can stream the film through Peacock, or if you really hate yourself, you can go watch it in theaters, um, which I'm assuming is a horrible, horrible feeling that you spent that amount of money to see this garbage pile of dog shit. <sighs> Get it out, man. Get it out. This is your therapy. Talk your shit, King. We all, we all need this. Need it. With the overview out of the way, why don't we take some time to discuss some initial thoughts? Or that's what I would say. But... This is a special Halloween episode, so I want to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to ask our two guests for today, and then I'll answer myself. What does Halloween mean to you? We're not talking about the holiday. Everyone loves Halloween, the holiday. But what about the film series? What about the original Halloween or the franchise as a whole? So Bennett, why don't you start us off? And why don't you tell us what your connection to Halloween is and what you think about it? I really appreciate you asking me this question, Cayman. I am of the unpopular opinion, at least amongst this group, I believe, and certainly others that are listening. I've never, ever been a big Mikey fan. I'm not. I just, I, whoa. I, I don't know that this should come as a surprise. As much horror as I watch, as much as I love the genre, especially from that timeline, and especially the ones that survived this long. I've never been a big Mike Myers guy. Just never really saw the fear. There was it was kind of jump scary. And as much as I love JLC, like I just didn't get it. It it felt like it was full of holes. I didn't exactly understand a lot. And I know it, it kind of went south pretty quick, but just it never got to me. Like I I never understood why I was supposed to be afraid of a nano mechanic dressed as Captain James T. Kirk. You know what I mean? Like I it, it never really sat well with me as the Freddy level of terror in your dreams. Like it's just a boogeyman. There's, there's plenty of boogeyman movies out there and I just didn't understand. And he's, you know, basically invincible, which I can't stand. So like, eh. right, there's, there's well, my synopsis of the entire franchise. I've never been really high on it. I understand. And I respect it. It's kind of like Neil Young plays guitar and sings, but I'd rather hear a cat scratching a chalkboard. I get it. 
I get why people like it. I do. Same thing with Neil Young. But I, mm, I've just never really dug into the Halloween series, man. Sorry, sorry. I know I'm losing a lot of your age 12 to 14 demographic here. But I do not like the Halloween series. But I always want to give it a chance. I want to like it. I want somebody to wow me and show me something magnificent. And this movie didn't even try. You know, honestly, I kind of appreciate that, that we do have a dissenting voice on here in terms of the series. Um because Liz is going to go next and tell us what she thinks about Halloween. So I, it's not my favorite franchise, but I do like it. Um, I do have a um, Halloween blanket on as we speak. I thought about throwing it away after I finished this movie last night because <laughs> I, it felt <laughs> like, yeah, I feel it's like I just have to disassociate myself. Um, I'm definitely a giant dick writer of the Rob Zombie Halloweens, and I will say that until I'm blue in the face. They are my, those are my, they are fighting to be like one and two scary movie. But storytelling, it's it's great. I argue with the wall because I'm not hearing it. Um, So I liked it. I was excited to see this. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is the final girl of all final girls she is that fucking bitch always has been always will be queen and yeah this movie sucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah also yeah so uh, for me i think this is actually even better that bennett is a dissenter and liz is in the middle because halloween is my favorite franchise uh, Michael Myers is one of my favorite killers. Obviously, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I do love Leatherface. is probably top of the tops. But in terms of movie, I think the original Halloween is a masterpiece of horror, right? I love the fact that there really is no... There's no reason why Michael Myers is who he is. He's just evil. I love the fact that he has the blank face because then you can put your terror onto that face, whether it is Captain Kirk's face or not. That's beside the point. I love it. I think it is a classic film full of really good scares, really good directing, and really revolutionized slashers, or really even created slashers to this point. I think it's fantastic, right? Then the series progresses, and we get Halloween 2, which is, I think, a decent film. Halloween 3, which is not a Halloween film, and there's backstory, and if you want to know more about that, I would say go check it out and figure out why, because there's very interesting why Halloween 3 exists. Then we get into four, and then five has Paul Rudd, and then it goes H2O with Josh Hartnett, and then we get fucking LL. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? We're not LL. We'll part two is pretty good, but part three is off the wall. You got to go do some research on that. Then there's H2O with Paul fucking Rudd. Then Buster Rhymes comes in. Then we have H2O. Like, do you hear yourself? This is what I mean about when I say this series has gone around in circles like horses could never understand. Bennett, you can go shut the fuck up. You Tell me I'm wrong. Being... Just made Hold my on. <laughs> muted. Bennett's been muted. He's put him in timeout so I can finish this fucking sentence, which is, I fucking love it. Look, the series, the franchise as a whole is not fantastic, but that original film literally carries it. And then when they decided to reboot the series, and Rob Zombie did it, I fucking love those movies. And I know a lot of people don't. I love those movies so much. Again. I will fight you. If the wall argue with the wall the rob yeah. zombie halloweens are gold they are so good so then those had two films and then they stopped and then we were announced we're getting a reboot now here's the thing and this is why i think this is really important to finish what i was saying which is these films when it started back with the reboot of halloween 
it was a carryover, the sequel to the original film, meaning everything that happened in the middle didn't exist. And I was like, I really dug that idea. Like, hey, because the rest of those movies kind of are hit and miss here and there. And there's a lot of fun you can have with all of them. And there's not a lot of fun with some other ones. But I really dug the idea of that. And then the first one came out and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like, I, I really appreciated the second time I watched it. I was like, oh, it's way better than I, I initially thought. And then Halloween Kills came out. And I was like, they can't do any worse than this. This is the worst of the Halloween movies. And then Halloween ends should be retitled Halloween ends my fucking life. This movie is so goddamn bad. Somehow you made a movie that was terrible, which was Halloween kills and somehow made it so much fucking worse. So here we are now. I'm sitting here questioning whether or not Michael Myers is scary. And I I'm physically angry. If you can't tell by the tenor of my voice, I am upset. So why don't we go ahead and get on with the show? <laughs> Halloween ends, everyone. All right, so I want to start us off and just go ahead and get this out of the way. We will be spoiling this film outright from the very beginning. So if you haven't seen this yet, and you want to go see Halloween ends, which if for some reason you, you you actually want to experience each dumb fucking twist for yourself, go ahead and jump on Peacock or drive your ass to a theater just and just stay at the theater and don't come back. We don't want you anymore. Um, but if that is something you want to do, why don't you pause here, come back after you're done, and then enjoy this with us because shit's about to get real. That is your spoiler warning. That is all you're going to get. Let's jump in. This movie blows. It blows. From the opening so scene. hard. From this the, movie is terrible. The hair follicles. It's abysmal. It's. So the. Okay. Awful. So the, we start the film out and we get this like rock station playing. And then there's like, they've got this like baby blue, Toronto Blue Jays blue, Montreal Expos blue, this Canadian fucking pansy blue <laughs> is like what they're using to like put Very everywhere. Blue. They don't use the Halloween intro music. They use some like shitty song that I don't even know what it was. Bennett would probably tell and you. And it's the Halloween 3 font. It's the Halloween 3 blue font. So you can go down that tangent if you like a little bit, but Halloween 3 is where it takes a U-turn into some other universe. And I think that's very prescient for this to be using that font. I think it's a, possibly a nod from them because, come on, these movies are filled with subtle, if not extremely in-your-face nods to the rest of the franchise and other John Carpenter things and... Uh, I don't know why, but the blue font sold it already. I already knew this was going to be a, a rough roller coaster ride, but I wanted to take off the lap bar as soon as I got to the top of the hill. So, okay, so we get this, and this sucks. I hate this already. Then we get introduced to this character named Corey Cunningham. He's a babysitter. He's babysitting this kid. Now, this kid is a fucking... Fuck that kid. That kid's a fucking G. Are you kidding? That kid Dude, is this, cool. In the beginning, I was like, this kid fucking sucks, man. Yeah. So basically what ends up happening is, is Corey, an accident takes place. He locks him inside. We get a little exposition dump that Michael Myers has been missing for years. Everyone's terrified on Halloween because of it. Either way, kid locks Corey into a closet. Corey busts out of the closet, knocks him down like 70 flights. Right. Like this kid yeah, falls kid got 80 feet. The, 
they kept showing the, the up from down at the bottom of the stairs all the way up. And I was having a hard time thinking I was hallucinating. Are there like four stories in this yeah. simple home in like, the middle of suburbia, Illinois? Yeah, I think it was like three or four floors and they were all the way at the top. Like it's Haddonfield. That's got to be like the mayor's mansion. That the thing was outside of the house. Did Only not two stories. So the kid, the kid gets domed off the door. He Whee! falls down seven hundred feet. It feels like he bounces off the floor, dead. The bounce is so funny. So like, in this I moment, cackled. I'm like, it shouldn't be, but it shouldn't be. But I cackled. This moment, I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. This kid yeah. deserved to die. But then, mm-hmm. I realized that was an incorrect statement because Corey, presumably, a little bit later in the scene. Mm-hmm afterwards this is flash forward he gets bullied by band nerds four times <laughs> in a chrysler lebaron four times i have a count on rockin dad's four chrysler lebaron when was this film supposed to be set by the way because they have cell phones correct now, now yeah. it's modern so why yes. is he bragging about the lebaron because he's a uh, band because he's a band yeah, thank you thank you okay but that's that did you set the, the point here is that like straight up bullied are like I don't know. Are they? Was it just like fuck it? We're gonna be a comedy, but we're not funny. Because here's the thing: is anything okay. funny that happens, it's not funny in the moment. Like there's bad movies, like Zombie Strippers, for instance, which is a bad movie, but is hysterically funny because it's a bad yes. movie. Value. This is a bad movie that's not funny until you really sit there and are like, I feel bad for everyone involved in this and i feel it bad does. for laughing but like and but like the humor i guess is like they were like we're gonna f- spin the genre tropes it's not football players it's band kids and it's like this doesn't work i don't know who the fuck you people are who made like who, like uh, why well, we do, we do. it's seth rogan and danny mcbride we know exactly their story they already made a show called freaks and geeks like we know this and it feels that way like knowing that it does feel like this movie was made by a bunch of fans with a big budget that were stoned out of their gourd because it it's sloppy it's sloppy we came in and i we all watch a lot of shit movies that we find a lot of value in this was just poorly done so he gets bullied by banners, and I'm just thinking, like you, to your point, Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, ripping joints, just one after another, one after another, mm-hmm. and we're like, "This is a brilliant idea, man. We're we're subverting so much shit." But then, like, I'm talking with Liz, and I'm like, "I could have smoked three bowls <laughs> and wrote a better fucking movie than this dog shit." Yep. It's I'd like Liz. It. I, I'm curious, you you took a shit ton of notes. I sure did. What are some catch up my notes? What are some thoughts that have been going through your head up until this point? <laughs> up until now, too, we've kind of been introduced to like Corey, even though he got bullied by the other guys. And then we get introduced to JLC, Queen, Queen, Queen. And they kind of team up with the movie's trying to tell you to like Corey. And yet, I, I don't know that I really started. I wanted no, to, but it no. never really took me down you? that He's path. Where are you at, Liz? Weirdo. So one thing that I've made very apparent while like since I've been on the show is that the way that I take notes is literally my thoughts. Like I will be saying them in my brain and writing them down at the same time, because that's just how my brain works. And it's the more the, okay, I can't talk the most organic um, thing I can give, you know, I'm full of opinions and I have really wild thoughts all the time. Um, So starting off, I, um, Got an ad before the movie started because it's on Peacock. 
Mm-hmm. And it was an ad for the new movie Megan coming out. And I was like, literally wrote down the Megan commercial I got before this movie is probably better than this actual movie. And mm. by God, was I right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first jump scare did not get me. I would like to make it also very clear. I am the easiest person in the world to scare. I am always on edge. Uh, you can literally just go ah in the same room as me and I'm going to jump every time. Did not jump one time. So I will be fighting God tomorrow. Um, uh, the kid called Corey ugly at one point, which made me laugh. <laughs> he said, you're just an ugly boy babysitter. And I was like, damn, <laughs> got him. Um, how, how old was Corey, by the way? How many times did we get told how old he was? 19. Right? Mm-hmm. No, he's not 19. We got told 19 times. No, he, he, so when the kid dies, he's 19. He's, as he says, oh. he's taking, he was mm-hmm. taking time off between high school and college because he was going for an engineering and wanted to save up money, mm-hmm. which I respect that. I didn't yeah, he was sure. 21. He told the kid he, he was is, 21. He, he is because it's a two year time jump from yeah. the little shit getting killed from okay. 800 feet to <laughs> the events of when it happens. Also what blows my mind is like knowing what happened to Lori Strode. Why is she baking pumpkin pies and celebrating Halloween like this isn't the most traumatizing day to her in her entire life. She's like, "Oh yeah, Halloween. We girl." Huh? Right? It's only been what a, a two years? A year since her daughter was killed, her daughter during this she has gone through like her arc through this movie she starts as martha stewart (laughs) she then turns into a private detective Mm. yes and then she finally comes around to like jujitsu master kung fu (laughs) artist yes by the end nothing none of this makes sense so we're moving past so basically at this point Lori is like meets the kid after he gets bullied and she's like hey you're a good kid i've been through some shit too i know you've been through some shit let slash me slash their tires you. yeah slash their tires Bo-Baron. let me introduce you to my do- my granddaughter allison so she introduces allison immediately i don't know why she's beautiful falls in love with this mm-hmm. ugly fuck it's haddonfield immediately immediately he like, he, he cut when he, when he was getting bullied by the band people by the band nerds he had a glass chocolate milk. chocolate milk. Apparently, that's his fucking thing in the movie because they keep bringing it up. Came and in, is this why it's your favorite down. franchise? <laughs> yeah, I love chocolate milk. They push him down and the bottle breaks and he lands hand first on the bottle, cuts his hand open. And Allison works at the like hospital in Haddonfield. She's like, oh, I can take you to my granddaughter. She'll get right stitched up. And yeah, he stitched your heart up something because it was like love at first sight and i was like babe just no so the two chocolate bobby these two jerk offs right fall (laughs) in love immediately they're these fucking dirt bags these fucking losers fall in love immediately they're like we're both people who've had issues everything's fine so she convinces him to go on a date and they're gonna go to a halloween costume party now this is a few days before halloween as the timer that keeps popping up wants to let us know we're tracking down Either way, they're at the thing. The kid's mom, the kid who died, his mom is at this like young people's Halloween party for some fuck all reason. Get that dick. Drinking her sorrows him. away. She sees him. She loses her mind. She chases him out of the bar. Here comes Allison after him. It's like, please don't go nowhere. I love you. Then she has a scene where she puts her hands out. And she and Corey's just like, 
no. And they're like, why are your hands out? And then she puts what? them to her face. It's all dramatic. I'm like, why were you doing? People don't act like this. Yeah. Whoever wrote this movie. Well, we know who wrote this movie. But these Danny fucking, McBride answers. These it's fucking losers don't understand how humans direction. act. Right? So either way, he's t- he books it, right? He's like, I'm going to walk down the side of the road. Walks down the side of the road. Gets to a bridge. Guess who pulls up? The fucking Banner. band Baron. kids. The fucking band kids. Guess what they do again? They bully his ass, which at this point, I'm like, yeah, dude, you're a fucking loser. I would bully you too in real life. (laughs) Fuck you. And what do they do? They push him off the bridge, which is also like, sure. And then Uh, that's a tall bridge, too. And and for no reason. Not as tall as the balcony inside the home that the kid fell off of. But but close. Yeah. So he falls, he hits the ground. Then all of a sudden, a mystery figure grabs him and drags him into a storm drain okay next morning Corey wakes up he's inside of a storm drain and he's like oh, God, i'm disoriented i gotta get out of here which fair i would do the same thing if i woke up in a storm drain and i have no clue what's happening so he starts walking away he gets grabbed through a crack in the wall yanked over guess who it is it's michael myers william shat oh never mind this is the first time we've seen michael myers on finally screen. The entire film. We're probably 20 minutes in, which is fine. Because like that's seven hours in by now. (laughs) It felt like it. So this is when the movie for me just goes off fucking rails. And I'm like, I hate this shit so much. You don't like Master Splinter Michael Myers? He grabs him, he yanks him (laughs) to the wall, he looks in his eyes. They look in each other's eyes. And what happens is Michael Myers then sees into Corey's soul and sees all the traumatizing events that have happened to him. He lets him go. Michael Myers lets him go. I wasn't sure if that was what happened. No, it was I thought 100% he was imprinting happened. on him like yeah, how he did Ren- Renesmee in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's I mean, again, <laughs> office of I thought he was imprinting. That one, there might be a little Celine Dion in the background. <laughs> that my Twilight so, reference for years. Whether or not Michael Myers is supernatural and an imprint on him like Twilight, or if he just reads his soul and reads that this kid's fucked up in the head. Either way, this turns Corey. Corey bolts out of the storm drain. A homeless guy grabs him. Corey stabs him to death. And then this is when the movie just starts to go off rails. All right, Mm -hmm. we're going to fast forward now because a lot of bullshit happens. It doesn't fucking matter. Either way, Corey... He finds a leather jacket, and he's real cool now. His dad gave him a motorcycle. He's got a leather jacket on. He got that he's got killed, He's killed a man that wasn't an accident this time. And it takes him how long to tell somebody that he's killed a man? Like literally 20 minutes. 0. 0.5 he rides seconds. Bike, I was, rides I was just to the about to bring that up. Yeah, he goes up right Strode's to Allison, friend, and he goes, Allison, I've killed yes, someone. I killed someone. It's like, I, I killed someone discretion yeah hello yeah bro you fucking killed someone you so, ever heard of the cops and her response yeah. is like well go on she's like, oh, she yeah, doesn't even say that she's just like she's like oh, she gives him the look i want to know more she's like, you're such yeah, a bad boy so... only date bad boys bad boys who kill people <laughs> bad boys, boys. slobbing all over this mm. fucking Ugh. nerd's knob so it's at this point that now Corey has realized that he's become buddies with michael myers we have a literal batman and robin scenario happening did batman and robin share kinetic thoughts like 
because that they seems imprint to be on each other. Yeah, they're imprinted. There's no getting around it. Came in, they're imprinted. They're imprinted. Did, the question here is: We know Batman touched Robin's butt. There. Did Michael touch Corey's butt too? In between that wall, yeah, there was a glory hole. Pause it just right. Considering when we see the first Michael kill of the movie, he literally comes his jumpsuit. He does because his entire body shudders like after the first little like slice and he goes and, like his whole body shudders and he just like stands there for a second i'm like yeah dude you creamed that dickie's jumpsuit i know <laughs> so you this, did so this is what happens to lead up to that so Corey and allison Corey's getting more and more dark at this point Lori is caught on and she's like hey i've seen his eyes he has the same eyes michael has this kid is not okay anymore and again imagine being somebody who listens to her say that right Lori, who's been through all the shit for all her life by now everybody's just like yeah she's she's crazy we don't disagree that the boogeyman exists but i mean how are we supposed to believe this she's literally saying this kid who i tried to set up with my daughter and now has granddaughter, a granddaughter granddaughter excuse me and now has a chance with my granddaughter all of a sudden i can see it in his eyes like what mm -hmm. you see michael in his eyes you she of all people not surprised jlc so <laughs> basically they're at this diner and uh we find earlier in the film we get an introduction to allison's ex-boyfriend who's like 65 years old he's so she's old like 20 23 so there's like a very huge age gap there it's fine whatever that so he gets up gets super pissed off the guy because he's trying to make advances which is totally understandable i get that so what do you do instead of just standing up or being like hey allison let's leave he lures the cop back to the drain sewage drain where michael's been living the last four years apparently and then it helps Michael get his first kill. And to to um, Liz's point, he comes himself. Yeah. He 100% does. I Arr. You will not change my mind. Like this dude straight up comes himself. And like, I get it. At this point, Michael's like 80 years old. So like, yeah, he probably hasn't been late in a while. And um, mm -hmm. that first nut blow in like God knows how many years. Probably crazy. He probably kind of blacked out, to be honest. Yeah. From yeah. the adrenaline of the of the first kill after what four years coming for the first time since God knows when. Is that called a whiteout? Seeing you come so yeah. hard to black out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> seeing his little Robin person, seeing little Corey that he imprinted on, dude. It it was just a right? range of emotions, and he had to co collect himself before he passed out and looked like a pussy. <laughs> so it this so it's all like okay. This this is off rails. This movie sucks. All of this shit is just uh -huh. dumb as fuck, and we hate this, right? Mm -hmm. It gets worse, so much. Yes, worse. Corey like continues. Corey continues his dark descent, and there is a moment in which um, Allison has a confrontation with one of her coworkers, and in this moment with her coworkers, her coworker gets a promotion. You find out she's been fucking the doctor at the hospital. That's how she got the promotion. So we flash forward. The two, the couple, the nurse, the head nurse, and the doctor are about to get it on in his very fancy house. She walks in the bedroom. She finds a presence. It's congratulations on your promotion written in the handwriting of a third grader. Yes. <laughs> Doctors it's have terrible on. handwriting. I'll mm -hmm. give you that. This was written by a third grader. On the Probably back of the Olive Garden menu. Yes. Yeah. And so she puts on this, this nightgown. No boobs. No nudity in the No stomach. boobs at That's all. Hard. Zero boob count. Enough. Spoiler alert. Zero boob count. 
So we didn't even need Liz here for the 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 tit for tat count, which there's yeah, no boots no here. tit for tat, no tit for tat. So either way, why am I here? She hears a <laughs> the girl, the lady hears a scream off in the distance. She walks out. Guess who's out there? It's Corey wearing his mask. He's wearing at the Halloween party. He is stabbing the doctor to death. Like okay, he then goes to try to catch her. Guess what? She's too quick, slippery. Slips through the door, closes the door in his hand, locks Corey outside. Out of nowhere, here comes Michael. Picks her up, slams her to the wall. Does like the infamous Halloween kill, which is pin with the wall with one hand, then pin to the wall with the butcher knife, then leave the body hanging. Physics mm -hmm. be damned. It is a, this moment is the, this is where the movie for me was like, there's no coming back from this. This is the moment? Well, there was a lot wrong leading up to this but i'm like you might be mm -hmm. able to redeem it somehow i've seen movies do that where the first half is like shit and then it redeems in the second this moment i was like there is no redemption for this movie after this scene michael myers has somehow and i don't use this word lightly because i hate using this word michael myers is a fucking pussy yeah mm -hmm. he's a loser he's terrifying creed force of nature who has been does like just has been stripped down into this sad pathetic i need a sidekick guys well, you also have to happen? let me let me play uh devil's advocate here my guy is like 70 if not 80 years old mm -hmm. so he's a little decrepit he's a sure. little he's a little tired but is he i mean again you guys know more than i do but i know an awful lot about this franchise but i am asking the experts here especially uk is he not some kind of superhuman ethereal being? Does that not give him the ability to imprint, or is he really just <laughs> grandpa and that's his eternal wisdom through the years? Well, like that's that's the thing, is you don't know. Is your answer gonna be you mm -hmm. don't know? Because I'm gonna hang up right now. No, the the thing with the movie is in the first Halloween film, mm -hmm. he is just it, it's just like a, a psychopath. He's, he's a psychopath. just a guy. Yeah, he's just yeah. a guy, and that's what makes him so terrible. With the story. Then in the franchise, towards the end of the franchise, they try to do some fun things to reinvigorate the franchise by trying to make him like that. But when they rebooted the movie, he's back to his original, he's just a guy. Mm -hmm. He is pure evil. He's evil personified, but he is still just a man. Just a guy. But he's yeah. pure octogenarian evil by now, right? No, that's the problem. He's not. And they have never played him like that. <laughs> They never. That's why this movie makes no fucking sense is that they decided after using two films where they were like, we're really leaning in on the idea that Michael Myers encapsulates the evil of human nature because he mm -hmm. is human. He is not Jason. He's not Freddy. He's not a deadite. He's not a dream demon. He's just a man who personifies all of the, the darkness in our own hearts. That mm -hmm. is the supposed to be the first three films. If you count the original 70s, like the original Halloween with the first two, Halloween and Halloween Kills, that is him. That's the whole moral of the story at the end of Halloween Kills. For I'm glad you say that because I just him... didn't know if I was stupid to think that they were trying no. to make him out to be human these last two quote-unquote mm -mm. new movies. No, they they are. So, no, that's the okay. whole thing is that he is – and that is the whole crux here. That's why this movie is so shitty is that they just were decided like, well, maybe people didn't really like that aspect. So why don't we actually turn him into some supernatural creature? But also we're not going to go all the way into it being supernatural. And also none of this shit makes sense at all. 
so it's at this point he now he's helped like michael has now helped him kill someone and there's this robin batman dynamic so we've moved on we have another incident with the kids Lori shows up and, and like finds him asleep inside the house which at this point like i don't know it's not the same house it's not the the myers house it's the no. house that the kid died in. She mm-hmm. she finds him there. He wakes up. She's like on the wall. They have this discourse back and forth. He's sleeping. Is- Corey yes. is sleeping on the blood stain of this kid that he supposedly didn't kill. Which I mean, he did kill him, but it wasn't like on purpose. Like it was a complete freak accident. But he's sleeping on the blood stain. And easily the most expensive piece of real estate in Haddonfield, which surely just, even with the story would have sold by now for pennies on the dollar, but it still would have a family living in this amazing mansion. Mm-hmm. Also, I do want to point out that hardwood floors in a house like that would have a significant coat of enamel on top that you would still have the flooring look through, but it would be so high that the blood wouldn't still fucking be there. It wouldn't have seeped through the enamel on top of the hardwoods. This wasn't just like a piece of fucking plywood on the ground that has absorbed yeah. it. Like they're they're trying to play this off like yes, this blood has seeped into this fucking hardwood and has remained here forever. Like crime scene cleanups, their whole job is to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that. So either Haddonfield is just really behind the times and don't mm-hmm. actually have people who do that, which a normal restoration company could come out and do that. They could clean your fucking house. That's part of their jobs is to do crime scene cleanup. Fuck this. This whole scene's stupid. Either way, he's like, it's your fault. I'm crazy evil. You're a psychopath, too. And I'm fucking your granddaughter. And then she mm-hmm. is, she Michael Myers the fuck out of there. Disappears. Mm-hmm. Poof. Vanishes. Okay? To this point, Corey goes back. He goes back to find Michael. And he's basically like, you're a loser. Now he's <laughs> bullying Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Yes, fucking nerd is bullying Michael Pushing Myers. Him around. fucking bozo. He takes his mask off. Like sacrilege, right? He yes. takes his motherfucking mask off. It's like, no, you can't do that. I was so angry. Again, this is where I get so confused. I've been confused this whole movie as for why my friends told me to waste my time with this trash. But now I'm extremely confused because, again, is he supposed to be connected with Corey. There's times when I thought that Corey would be possessed by Michael or be the new Michael. Maybe that's how he continues to stay young and agile and fit. But this is just like he strips the mask from Michael fucking Myers. Well, he's 70 or 80, man. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. But he's still supposed to be Captain Invincible. Slammed her against a wall and then shoved a knife so hard into her chest. A very dull knife, I might add. Yeah. So hard into her chest that she was hung from the wall with it, like a fucking pin the tail on the donkey shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) So you're telling me that Corey, this little piece of piece of shit, this little fucking loser, this little little fuck boy, this little weeb, just can waltz right in and pushes this bitch to the ground, yanks his mask off, and then Michael just lays there like. Oh no, you like fucking me. Eeyore. He's turned into yeah, and Eeyore. The, and the, the fucking oh, chocolate milk dude. bandit is running around town with his mask. Like, huh? So he exacts his revenge. And in the process, he kills quite a few people. He first kills the band kids. And it's at this moment, I'm like, yeah, this should be pretty good. Like, I should be excited nope. about this. They're it not be good. cathartic. It should feel good. 
They're not good. There's, there's a there's, there's like a really funny moment where he so hits the lady like he drives a car into a chain link fence and like flops hmm. this girl over and like that I laughed out loud not because it was, name? Or it was like, she? Holy shit. it was just really funny. She was one what of the fucking vendors. Right. Know Nobody knows. knows. Nobody uh, cares. They didn't get us to care about. It was it was mentioned. And I'm I don't sure remember it. Was. it. But we exactly. didn't develop relationships with these kids other than that. We don't even know what instruments they played. We don't even know that they were band nerds. They could have been yes, fake band nerds. Very bad. Nah, they had the uniform on at the gas station. And they did Continue. drive a LeBaron. So the dad is at the junkyard all this happens at. And he comes out and inadvertently takes a bullet to his head. So he's dead. So he, Corey didn't even kill his dad. Which Corey's dad a gamer. True. He was that watching. Uh, what was the movie he was? No, watching? he was playing was just... video games. Was he not? No, he was. Pl- he was watching a oh. Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Oh yeah, was it uh, um, with, the, with the mullet? Yeah. What was the? What, he's I got the Canadian know. tuxedo and he's kicking air in the mullet. Yeah, he was watching Jean Claude Van Damme. So either way, so he dies. Corey then goes to his incestuous mother, which we even covered the uh, kiss. Uh, oh, Liz, Liz, I explain texted. the kiss. Me and Cayman were going through. Cayman was about. Five to seven minutes behind me, and Bennett was like thirty to forty-five minutes behind me and came in. So me and came in took our text out of the group text, and we're just texting each other back and forth and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I, one of the first times that you meet Corey's mom, she's like in fucking sane, like she is balls to the wall nuts, and. I, she's like, you can never leave me. He like tells her about Allison and she's like, she's a whore. What? That's why he ends up sleeping at the, at the big mansion where the kid died two years ago because she kicks him out because he's like, oh, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, that's nuts. I literally texted came in and was like, his mother is the textbook definition of emotional incest. Mm-hmm. 100% textbook definition emotional incest disgusting and then at some point in this fucking five gallon bucket of just dog shit she fucking he goes to leave and she's like you can't leave me kisses her grown man tom brady's her son and just (laughs) pecks him right on the mouth and i was like i don't want to say that i called this but i saw this coming from a mile away and jail time. Get you gotta, her locked up. You got to get yours, Joan. It was Joan, by the way. I don't know why I remember mm-hmm. that, but it was Joan. I don't think there's any point in anything that you should ever kiss your child on the lips. Doesn't no. matter if they're an infant. Doesn't matter if they're 80. Don't kiss your fucking kid on the lips. Yeah, please don't Tom oh, Brady. Don't. Your okay. Yeah. Just and don't it- fucking do it. So Lori goes and tries to tell during all this mayhem. Lori tries to tell Allison that what's fuck nut over here. Good old Corey dildo baggins. He's a, he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. And he's, he's a psychopath and he's going to try to kill someone. Well, Corey tells Allison that Lori is trying to kill him. Who does she believe? She believes Corey because she's a fucking idiot. You've known this the man person for four she's days. known for four days. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, and I, at this days. point in the film, They've already planned, Corey and Allison have already planned to like run away with each other and leave Haddonfield, which is why he goes on this giant killing spree because he's like, I'm not going to be here to like be in trouble because I'm going to go to not um, fucking Haddonfield's in Indiana or Illinois. It's the same thing to me, right? Illinois. They're both the same. 
They're both. Okay, yeah. So they're like, we're in Illinois. Nah, nah, nah. We're going to Indiana. I'll never have to pay for these fucking cr- crimes yeah. I've committed. One one of the one of the states has Chicago, the other has Pawnee. Who cares? Right? <laughs> who fucking yeah. cares? So at this point, we get another set. We we get the DJ who runs the town, the radio station, who's been bullying Corey as well, because everyone bullies this bullies this fucking loser. And they, gives Michael Myers updates. Yeah, which is fucking stupid. All, All year. Is fucking stupid. So he Corey shows up. He fucking he fucking goes inside. Guess who's inside? Hmm. Darcy from Joe Bob's The Last Driving with Joe Bob. Briggs. I thought it was Darcy. Was fucking Darcy cameo. Best part of the whole fucking movie. It was Darcy the best part. Cameo. I was certain it was Darcy. I, I didn't even look it up, but I'm glad it was. Well, she dies. Her All cameo is like seconds. 15 seconds. And then she turns around and then he cuts the tongue out of the DJ. And this scene also should be incredible. But guess what? Yeah, it's fucking it's not- boring. It's not cathartic. Mm-hmm. It sucked. I hate it. So that didn't happens. like this guy. I didn't hate him enough to want him dead. So what's the next step? You got to kill Lori Strode. You got to you got to mm-hmm. run the cycle, right? So he shows up. Now it's at this point that Liz and I had a moment where Lori tries to kill herself. J.K. Lori's telling the audience <laughs> that she's trying to kill herself because the joke's on the audience. Yeah. Just to gross. me, I understand that this is a joke and that she's not going to do it because you can see a shadow moving when it shouldn't move and they're trying to be clever with it, but it's not clever at all. It's seen through. This shit's transparent. You guys suck mm. at directing and editing and everything. This is a hate letter <laughs> to all of you fuckers. <laughs> it's, it's an she, ends up, she ends up plugging Corey with two, two shots to the chest, right? Corey then's got his knife and he is going to kill her. And she's basically like, come at me, bro. And then he looks at her and he goes, like I said before, if I can't have Allison, no one will. And then he stabs himself in the neck. So what does that even mean? So I I analyzed this scene a lot because I was angry. Because I didn't catch all the shadows that weren't supposed to be there and shit. And I genuinely thought that Laurie Strode was about to kill herself. And I was about to be like, absolute anarchy. I'm rioting my fucking town i'm burning buildings i'm freaking the fuck out they set it up well and then when i realized what's going on i like really sat and thought and analyzed this so and i even went as far as to go back and rewatch that one little scene where Lori still has the gun and she goes to fire it and of course this is a horror movie and i use that i use horror very loosely in this movie because it's not scary at all um no bullets well she right? dumped the bullets right yeah, she, she dumped the last yeah, two yeah. into the stairwell she did she did so um well so allison walks in now you can see... hear her car pull up which is why he does yeah. that to set Lori up to prove himself right so she walks in Lori's holding a knife because she pulls out his neck she tries to save him for some fuck all reason saves him by taking the knife out of his neck yeah so she walks in guess what she sees Lori standing over the top of her four-day-old boyfriend or her four-day-old boy, four-day-old boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. she gets shit, the phrasing on that. And she's like, I, oh my God, I'm out. I am leaving now. And she takes off, right? So she hightails it. She's out of there. She's driving. She hears on the radio a racket. Something bad's happened at the station. For some reason, that is the clue that tells her she should turn around and go back because. Something the tongue, right. the tongue that has been taken out of the DJ's mouth is now laying on top of the record. So the needle is skipping over the tongue. Cinema. 
So <laughs> fucking, this is the dumbest thing ever. So yes. at this point, Lori's in the kitchen. She's hyperventilating. She's losing her mind because Jesus Christ. She's already called the cops and said a, a suicide's been committed. So the cops are on their way. Then we see footsteps. The mask gets picked up off the ground. Here comes Michael. Lori hides in a closet. Then here comes the big climax where Michael and Lori have their final duel. And some karate moves are pulled off. A, a, a callback to the knitting needle is, is mm-hmm. pulled up, but th- th- she gets it stuck into her ear. She's fine. So, mm-hmm. Totally Somehow fine. by the end of this, she ends up... Got a lobotomy, but can totally do everything jujitsu. <laughs> she ends up pinning Michael Myers to the kitchen table. She pins his hand. She pins his other hand, and then she drops the fridge, which fridges are very heavy. The fact that she was able to pull that down, honestly, this lady has God strength. She gave him the old Jesus treatment on that di- on that dining room table. Yeah, she crucifies his ass. She drops the fridge, she pins sure his leg. She pins his leg. She's standing over top of him, and she's getting the final in on him. She does this stuff. She takes his mask off. We still don't see his face during this whole thing. You see, like, around his head, but not mm-hmm. his actual face slices his neck open in this moment you're like fantastic he rips his hand through the knife now his hand is split into tons of blood somehow with a like a fucking hand that has been split open is able to use that hand to choke her out as she is standing there choking out allison shows back up takes a swing at her arm or his arm he drops her from the throat they stand over his body, they, they hug it out, and then Lori slices his wrist open, and he bleeds to death on Bleeds him like a pig. Vertically. Here comes the cops, the cops roll in, everything's fun. The movie ends with Lori <laughs> finishing her memoir, and then the, the, the cop, who she's had, the, the love interest cop from the first two movies, he comes back up, he drops off some groceries, and they have a sweet moment, and then it is done. The movie ends. Halloween ends. Ends my life. This movie sucks a big fat Enjoy. fucking donkey dick. Here's here is where I might ruffle a little feathers here. And again, <laughs> Use your words wisely. The wall. Argue with the wall. In the scene where Michael grabs her by the throat, grabs Lori by the throat, and she's she's like about to fucking die. Like if Allison would have been two minutes later, she'd been fucking dead. I kind of wish that she would have died. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that it would have because while she's like like trying to like claw his hand away, and like you get all these montages of all the old movies, mm-hmm. just everything great, and it's it 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 kind of almost made me tear up a little bit because I was like, man, this is really it. Yeah. And they're building this pressure and then it gets Allison comes in and cock blocks us all. I think it would have been not much better, but it would have been just a little bit better. It would have been definitive. Yes, because I feel like even though Laurie Strode is the final girl of all final girls, if Halloween is truly going to end, so does Laurie Strode. Right, right. You know, honestly, I think you, you made a very valiant point there that like, if they would have ended it with Lori dying, Allison comes in, Allison kills Michael and ends mm-hmm. it for her grandmother. Then the final scene is like Allison finishing the memoir for her. Yeah. And then it's like her getting in the car at and the funeral Haddonfield and that's done. Yeah. Like that's yeah. done. Like that would have been like a better ending. 
Yeah. This is a, the cheap out, right? This is like yes. the cheapest way you can end a movie. And speaking of ending the movie, let's move on to the segment that everyone loves, Save It or Can It. Normally, we we tell the audience why we love the movie or why we didn't like the movie and whether we wanted to save it or can it. I think that's silly as shit because you know that. But guess we're going to do it anyway. So, Bennett, why don't you tell me, Save It or Can It? It's one of the worst movies I've seen, and I watch a lot of bad movies. I like to challenge myself with my friends to watch the most disturbing, terrible, awful stuff in a variety of languages across all genres. And I I can't believe I'm saying this. In a, genre, in a movie in this genre of the archetype that is Michael fucking Myers with a budget like this, with the Scream Queen herself still involved, still EPing the series. I had at least a modicum of hope that this would be enjoyable. It's literally one of the lowest ratings I've ever put down. It's, I gave it a half star on Letterboxd, which is as low as I could go. It's just because the film exists. There, it, it's bad. It's bad in so many ways. You don't really fall in love with any characters. They tease you into liking Corey a little bit, but you quickly find out he's just a pussy, and that doesn't make him likable. When all the band nerds die, you don't really feel anything. You're just eh, kind of modestly satisfied, but even then, it's so fast. It's done really quickly. The kills aren't all that great. You get some homages. You know, they're watching John Carpenter's The Thing on the TV and uh, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme cameo. And obviously, uh, Darcy, like A-plus for that brief moment of joy in the film that otherwise sucked the soul out of my life. But this was bad. It's bad pacing. It's bad choreography, cinematography, acting. It's There's not a whole lot to go with. Everybody can try their best, but it's still just bad top to bottom. And... I can find good things in movies that are done poorly. This movie had everything going for it. It's got the budget. You can do well with this. You can give fan service and still continue. What Now you're being given the God's greatest gift to continue this franchise from right past the first, right? And this is the, the toilet bowl that you clogged it with. I'm so sorry. This was awful. Don't watch it. Pass emphatically. Elizabeth. <sighs> I I feel like what makes a good horror movie is tension. Yeah. I like watching scary movies, but I'm a giant baby, right? Like the first time I watched The Strangers, I was hiding under the covers the entire time because I was terrified, right? Like shit like that, good jump scares, good it doesn't even have to be a great story. If you scare me and I'm like don't breathe. My heart rate's up a little bit from the tension. Good on you. None of that. None of that. Story aside, we've already well established that the story is absolute dog shit. But um, on a horror movie basis, no tension, no boobs. Mm. Ugh. No boobs. No jump scares got me. And as I mentioned before, I'm the easiest person in the world to, to jump scare. None of them got me. Sucks ass. This movie is fucking terrible i ha i have said this four times at this point not on here but to y'all individually i would watch zombie strippers four times before i even put on a the fucking trailer for this movie Damn. it's bad i want it to be in a special can that can never be reopened and is immediately put in the fucking same wood chipper that Michael Myers was put into at the end of the movie. Oh, we forgot to even talk. Yeah, no. we completely missed the act. Like the that the was big... the best. Cool. That was the that that okay. was the best kill. 
Fun yeah, fact, she... I fell asleep during the final battle scene with Laurie and Michael. I, I literally had to. That's if you know anything about me, I do not sleep. I just have a real problem sleeping, especially like I'm never going to fall asleep during a movie. I fell asleep while she's pinning him to the, the butcher block in the kitchen. Like I had to wake back up, rewind the movie and start the climax all over again or the finish. I totally I'll tell you how bad this is. I totally forgot when I was going to, because I'm, I'm doing this completely off script. I this The ending was so bad. I completely forgot the whole part where they hold a town parade with Michael's dead body on top of a police Hilarious. car. Drive him through town, take him to the dump, and then put him into a wood chipper. Hilarious. That was that, that happened in between the whole him, them killing Michael and then the glory writing her memoir. Which was like That's all of Halloween bad. Kills, right? Halloween Kills was so much the town banding together to fight evil and uh, evil dies tonight evil or whatever it tonight. was. Yeah, there it is. Fucking, that was dumb as shit. This was like cream of the crop, like the worst thing ever. And the fact that I forgot it just exemplifies how bad this fucking ending is. Look, when it comes to me, in my opinion on this, I love bad movies i i do like bennett said this movie is not even appreciable for how bad it is this movie is no. not fun this movie lacks any sort of fun and is cringeworthy at best boring at worst mm. and ultimately at the end of the movie i would rather literally give myself a colonoscopy before <laughs> i watch this movie i would Prove it. Get, i would get a full body wax using a sandblaster shadow Taylor before I fucking watch this movie again. This movie is that awful. level of awful. Mm -hmm. It is disappointing in a way uh -huh. that I've never been disappointed before. It's like watching your favorite sports team throw an interception in the end zone on the final play of the game. But then after the game's done, you get punched in the balls repeatedly <laughs> by like a 12 year old per kid who's calling you a nerd boy babysitter yes a 12 year old band nerd <laughs> yes this movie is not good this movie i no. would not recommend to anyone to watch there's no modicum of joy in this movie and that's i think the biggest indictment here is the movie is not fun no. We watch we watch trash cinema because trash cinema is fun. You might not like the cinematography. You might think the acting is terrible. The editing could be shit. The sound quality could be shit. But it's always fun. This mm. movie lacks any semblance of that. Yeah, it's not fun. And if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell of it your friends, loved ones, the worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we are beggars. Also, fuck Keith and Halloween fuck ends. Keith. That's going to be the and new ha phrase. Fuck and Halloween. Halloween. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We have a YouTube channel, and we are on Twitch every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to watch us talk about video games, you can come do that there as well. In the meantime, you can follow me at Kid Cayman. You can follow our sister podcast at Spot Games Pod. Bennett, where can they follow you? Uh, Baloney Cheese on Twitter, and oh, I don't use it. I'll have Bennett on Instagram. He does use that. And he, uh, it's under my full name on OnlyFans. Now, Elizabeth, you are a Twitch streamer who puts out some incredible content. So where can we oh, find you? Stop it. You're too nice. That's the number <laughs> one rule. You're not allowed to be nice to me. Um, 
I am on Twitch at twitch.tv slash McLeanWithIt2014 and on Instagram under the same handle and Twitter is the same. Just drop the 2014. Beautiful. And if you want to be part of our show, uh, whether it be a guest host or having movie recommendation, you can reach us at savetrashcinema.gmail.com or Save Trash Cinema on all socials. Remember, fight big box office. Save Trash Cinema.